0: Hey Church Girl, welcome to Church Girl Gang, a podcast where we get to talk about life, living for Jesus, and everything in between, and how that affects us in the here and now. My name is Kinsey, and I'll be your host, and I can't wait to dive into this conversation with you. Hey Church Girl, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us today for another episode of Church Girl Gang. Just a reminder, my name is Kinsey and I am your host and uh, today we are going to be having a conversation with my good friend Michaela. But uh, before we get into that, I do want to give you a quick warning. Mom and dad, if you have any kiddos in the car with you today, we are going to be talking about a uh, Godly, biblical, holy things, but we are going to be talking about the conversation of purity. And so uh, that is up to you today, uh, whether you want your kiddos to be in on that conversation, but just a forewarning there. And I also want to remind you guys that we did a giveaway online this past week for these sweet church girl gang pins. They're awesome. And so if you participated in that, you were entered into a drawing, and I'm going to be announcing the winners at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned for that. But with that being said, let's get right into our conversation with Michaela. All right, and we are back. We are here with my good friend, Michaela. Uh, Michaela and I have known each other for quite a few years now, um, and one of my favorite things about Michaela is that she has an adventurous heart, an adventurous spirit, and I love following her journeys everywhere that she goes. She also has a beautiful heart for Christ, and um, she is a longtime church girl. Is that right, Michaela? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Pastor's kid. Pastor's kid. How long? How long have you guys been doing church as a family?
1: Uh, well, it's been 11 years since my dad started his own church, but ever since I was probably three, we've all been in ministry
0: together. So. Wow. So that is a yep. long time. Yes. And we've we've definitely you and I we've been on similar journeys, uh, just as church planners' kids as well, and know the, the late nights, the early mornings, the everything in between, <laughs> yeah. uh, long weekends, um, but it's been good. It's been good. Has it yeah. been good for you? Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> you love it? It's so good. I do. Well, recently you took a step out of uh, that life. Well, you never really leave it, but, uh, and you <laughs> you took a move to Nashville. Is that right? How is that? Yes. It's amazing.
1: Um, You know, the food here is not good for me, but so good for me at the same time. The hot chicken, you know, and we have, we had hot chicken places in Austin, but it just hits different when you're in Nashville. Absolutely.
0: I agree. Uh, I guess I should have said that too. We're both Austin natives, you and I.
1: Yes. Yes. yes.
0: So we know that life. and Enneagram 7,
1: so you should totally come visit, and we would have a blast, honestly. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, for
0: real. Pack your bags. Pack <laughs> my bags. Um, that's so fun. So the hot chicken is great. What else is great about Nashville? Yes. Oh, man. Everybody that you
1: talk to is in the music industry, mm-hmm. somehow. You know, I thought that was probably just like a stigma or something, but yeah. literally, everybody that you talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, I manage this artist, or oh, yeah, I'm a songwriter, or whatever. And it's so cool, because... I've realized when somebody asks you what your dreams are or whatever, if you say that you're pursuing music, Mm -hmm. it's not weird to them here. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah, same, you know? And so it's so cool. I'm like, wait, nobody doubts music dreams here? Because in a way, I I guess I thought of it like, you know, when I go to Nashville or if I say, yeah, I'm a singer or whatever, people would be like, yeah, everybody comes here to do that, you know? But it's just—it's cool to be taken seriously when mm-hmm. you say that
0: that you want to do music. So, yeah, we love this city. It's beautiful. That's awesome. Have you done any like sightseeing or? Um, we—I'm only
1: thinking of restaurants right now, which is so bad. <laughs> that's sightseeing to me—that's a, that's a good. It's because Lawrence just—he's such a foodie, and he just. He's a bad influence, honestly. So, yeah, we've we've gone to so many different restaurants and eaten a lot of good food. We've, we've gone hiking too, some that <laughs> probably improve the balance there. So.
0: I love it. Well, that's what I would be doing, too. The first thing I would do if I moved. Yeah. Actually, that is the first thing I did. So when I moved to Phoenix, so I lived in Phoenix for about three years. And yeah. literally the day I moved there, I got in the car. And I was looking, I heard that my favorite sandwich shop, it's a chain, it's a small chain, uh, but my favorite sandwich shop was actually nearby. And I didn't know, so I'm terrible with directions, I'm terrible with time, like all of that. I'm just, I'm really bad at judging those things. And I got in the car and I thought that it was nearby and I ended up driving about an hour. Uh, oh my god! And I, I got the GPS was like, okay, here's the sandwich shop, and I couldn't find it. So I turned around and I went back. Uh, obviously, I wasn't in Phoenix anymore because I drove, <laughs> drove an hour. I turned around, yeah. drove back to Phoenix, and uh, I found a Waterburger. And so I ate Waterburger. There you go. Just a little taste of home, but it was yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Lawrence is like he's really mourning the fact that
0: there's no Waterburger here. So is there not? No, that's terrible. No. I'm yeah. sorry. What is your what is the substitute?
1: I don't know yet. We need to find it. We haven't explored burgers yet. So yeah. That's
0: what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on your list. That's so funny. Okay, well <laughs> today we're gonna be talking about purity and I'm really excited for this conversation because I feel like a lot of girls um don't there's this idea that girls don't really struggle or shouldn't struggle with purity. Um, And I think that's just not true. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like girls are human beings too. Um, And all human beings struggle with purity. And so I'm really excited for this conversation. But I also understand that some people listening um, may feel a little awkward about this conversation. And so just like, you know, like before you, uh, go on stage, you might've done this. You gotta, you gotta get all your nerves out, kind of shake them out. So right now we're going to shake all the awkward out together. Um, and we're going to share just a couple of, we're going to get all the awkward out of the way. So we're going to share Michaela, two awkward things, you and I, so four total, you, then me, then you, then me. And we're going to just, these are just generic awkward things. don't. Well, I don't know what yours are. We, we haven't talked about this. So, (laughs) So I have if- a
1: lot of personal examples. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'm I'm had- like, I guess my
0: life is just awkward. I don't know. <laughs> I totally understand that. Okay. So what is your first awkward thing? And maybe we can laugh together too. Okay. Well, here's
1: just like a little personal story. I remember going to a, a conference. This is like a, a PK awkward moment. Okay. I went to a conference, but it was just me and my dad because my, my mom was at her day job or whatever. So, me and my dad went there, and this pastor came up and was talking to him, and you know, talking about what pastors talk about—giving each other their life story, their testimony, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all that. And so, my dad's telling him, "Yeah." And I went to AM University, and I mean, we're like 15 minutes into the conversation at this point, and the pastor is like, "Oh, is that where you met this pretty lady?" And I just kind of, I was like, wait, what is he? And then I realized he thinks I'm married to my dad. <laughs> and, I, like, I was so weirded out. I didn't even say anything. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, n- uh, n- no, 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 Tom. <laughs> this is not my wife. Yeah. So I think I just went to the restaurant after that. And That's cried. so
0: funny. Yeah. good times awkward and hilarious um okay so here's one mine is actually very similar to yours (laughs) so funny how that happened but um I went to my my dad and I went to go get tested for uh COVID uh Mm -hmm. we had uh, we thought we might have been exposed and so we went we got our tests and um we went into separate rooms, you know, to get tested and all the things. Which, by the way, talk about awkward things. Did you ever get tested? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I got tested uh, twice, and the, this time, the second time I got tested, yeah. it was the most awkward experience. First of all, just getting tested because they literally take this, uh, st- this like stick, and they shove it up your nose, oh my like gosh. like two. Like it feels like it's going to your brain. I'm sure it didn't yes. touch my brain. That would that would probably be really messed up. Um, but it, and it and he the doctor takes it out of your nose. <laughs> this is so gross. And then your eyes are he told me beforehand that this was going to happen but your eyes are watering your nose is running you're coughing like it's very uncomfortable and he looks at me and he says he says okay because he has to do it on both nostrils he says okay are you ready for the next one <laughs> and oh my I'm, my like, I'm like i'm uh, like you know it's not what really something think? it's not really something you could be ready for like yeah. uh so i was just like i was still choking i was like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was awkward, first of all, but then uh, second of all, so I'm leaving, and I got done uh, before my dad, and so I'm going. I'm walking out, and the one of the nurses looks at me, and she's she says something similar to what happened to you, where she's like, "Oh, you know, good job, you're COVID free." Uh, she said, "We'll send your better half out in just a minute." Oh no! <laughs> and I just, oh. I just like like immediately after she said that i i removed eye contact from her and just walked out of the doctor's office i was like i'm not even gonna say anything this is so awkward uh but it you know i mean i guess understandable jump because our same we have the same last name on our form like i,
1: I don't know it's right, so, like is that really enough no or, like, not really the, not this really clearly it's twice my age yes <laughs> <laughs> Which you know doesn't stop
0: well some women, but. well, and your dad, yeah. your dad is—he's a little—he's a little grayer, right? He is, yeah. Yeah. So, so my dad is completely bald. No, no <laughs> yes, hair, no, true. no beard, nothing. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I don't yeah, know. yeah. But that's pretty funny. Okay, what's your very awkward? Very awkward. <laughs> what's your uh, second awkward thing?
1: Well, um, this is not really an awkward thing for me, but Mm -hmm. it's an awkward thing for the church I just visited. And I'm sure that you will feel the awkwardness of this because you've probably been over a service before where you plan something amazing and then it just, like, doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Um, But on Easter, I visited this... It's a really big church here, and it's amazing. I love the church. Um, But they did this creative element, and it's, like, the biggest one, you know? Like, the message had to do with it, the worship had to yeah. do with it, like everything, right? Yeah. And so the pastor gets up and he's like, I want you guys to just text this number and tell me what the Lord, what you saw the Lord do in your life this past year. And so everybody's like texting in and he's like during this next song it's going to pop up all over the screen. And these are like huge LEDs, you know? So you're just like, yeah. wow, how are they even doing this? And so he he prays and it, the lights are soft. It's such a tender moment. And then one pops up. It's like, you know, Jesus, I saw the Lord save my marriage. I saw the Lord heal me of cancer, right? It's just those two in like weird places on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then you see like the, the clicker, the mouse, just like go like this. Swirling around the entire LED screen. Oh, <laughs> like, no, oh, ouch! And then it just goes black. No. And like... so they continue. They continue singing the song, and it feels like ages, you know. And then the pastor gets back up, and he's like, "Well, church, the computer crashed. So <laughs> <I> tell <laughs> everyone the old, the old-fashioned way. Just turn around and tell them how you saw the Lord." But oh man, I felt so
0: bad for them. That's so funny. Yeah. It also, I mean, yeah, it's awkward. It's sad, but it also, in a terrible way, makes me feel so much better. Um, right. Because I do help lead our creative team at my church, and I'll tell you what, like, it is. Those computers are no joke. Like sometimes, sometimes there are things that you can do to fix them, but sometimes there's just like nothing you can do. Like computers yeah. crash, and there's they just crash. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> that's so funny what what an awkward moment in the service oh my gosh I can't even imagine um okay so I was going back and forth on what awkward thing I was going to share here um and I think I think the one I'm going to share is this so we did a live recording of church girl gang Um, Mm -hmm. podcast a few episodes back, and it was awesome. We had so much fun. It was actually at a conference uh, called Chosen Conference. Oh, you've been to Chosen Conference. You sang at Chosen Conference. Um, That was so fun. Um, I wish you could have been there for this one. It was so great. It looked
1: so awesome.
0: It was, it just like, I literally, I can't even tell you, it gets better and better every year. Uh, So maybe, maybe this next year we'll I don't know. Maybe we can get you on a flight and get you back for it. That would be really fun. That would be so fun. Um, So we did a live recording of Church Girl Gang, and I was so pumped for the conference because it was like a disco 70s theme, and I literally ordered this blue eyeshadow for this conference because I thought... I thought, I thought this is gonna be awesome like so so <laughs> retro and I've always wanted to do blue eyeshadow and I didn't test it out beforehand or anything and I got up super early that morning for the conference and so I don't know like if you have the same problem I do it takes me a little while to wake up and so I was mm-hmm. putting you know I'm putting my makeup on I'm putting the blue eyeshadow on I'm trying to make it work and I look in the mirror of course I'm like half asleep probably but I'm looking in the mirror I'm like yeah this is awesome I look amazing and then you know we go through half half a day of the conference I don't even look in the mirror again uh, we go to record um live recording of church girl gang and there's like a photographer in there she's taking pictures which is really fun <laughs> and uh, and then even later uh, I did like a like an Instagram live because we were doing another giveaway for church girl gang and I've got the blue eyeshadow on and I look back on that Instagram live that's the first time I've really seen myself. And I'm like, you know what? That blue eyeshadow makes me look like a straight up clown. Like I (laughs) look like a total clown. And actually, if you look at our, if you look at our, uh, you'll have to, you'd have to look on my Instagram, but if you look on my Instagram of pictures from that live recording. Um, I did not really post any pictures where you could see my face very well. Oh no. I just, I tried to just post pictures of other girls. Cause I was like, you know, they did great. They <laughs> can be the stars because I looked oh, whack man. and no one really told me until, until the conference was almost over. It was probably about 3 PM when someone looked at me and said, yeah, that doesn't look great. yeah I know and I was like so excited too (laughs) anyway that was my that was my awkward thing I don't know if that's ever happened to you where you think you look amazing and then someone shows you how not amazing you look and you're like whoops awkward
1: very relatable
0: (laughs) okay well let's now that we've gotten all the we've shaken shook shaken shook (laughs) I don't know I was about to say we got all the awkward out of the way, and then I did that. Uh, (laughs) We're getting all the awkward out of the way. Um, We're going to talk about uh, purity. We're going to talk about sexual purity. Um, But one thing that I feel like people may be asking is, is purity outdated? Does purity even matter anymore? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think think definitely the world would say it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. that it's outdated. Like, I think we see that with, you know, even how the world's kind of responding to the Bible right now, Yeah, you know, it's kind of referred to as, Oh, the book written 2000 years ago. And and so there's kind of this just chronological snobbery going on. And it's like, Mm -hmm. wait, if I, if I wrote something five minutes ago, is it outdated now or like, what if it, were, what if it was 10 years ago? Is that outdated? You know? And right. so, um, yeah. I think that purity is kind of looked at as oppression right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's looked at as any, anything really that is restricting that causes you to have standards. Right. Because we, we live in a world where absolute truth is kind of it's not dead. there anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but for, for the Christians, I think purity is like so on trend right now. It's the trendiest thing. Like even, even if you just look at, um, Hollywood, right. Mm-hmm. I think of this film, I can't, I think it's called unplanned, but it's about abortion. Oh, yes. And it was actually banned by an entire country. I can't mm-hmm. remember what country it was. Oh, really? But yeah, they banned the film. But you don't see any countries banning just regular films with with nudity or, you know, right. any like risque sexual stuff. And it's kind of like, well, purity is becoming the edgy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's becoming the offensive thing mm. because Holly, Hollywood can't really get any more edgy. Like you can only take so many clothes off, right? <laughs> you know. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think purity in 2021 is is
0: the most trendy edgy. It's like the cutting edge thing right now, you know? Yeah. It's time to bring purity back. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. I think that's a really interesting point you make. um, Because I, I've actually heard some say that like um, culture isn't just uh, progressing, uh, but that we're actually entering an age of like anti-culture. Uh, where nothing, Mm. nothing really matters. There's no solid ground to stand on anymore. Um, and I think the thing about purity that really trips people up is that purity is based on absolute truth. Like in order for us to say that purity is important, we have to have a standard for our lives that, um, that we're saying is not just my, a standard for me or a standard for you, but actually this is the standard. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a really interesting point that you're making. Um, can you help us, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip around a little bit, Michaela, can you help us, uh, just give us a definition of purity? Um, just talking about having a solid ground to stand on, what does purity actually mean?
1: So I love I love this organization called Moral Revolution. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, but, I mean, this organization has helped me the most. I love consuming their books and their, they have podcasts, all kinds of content, mm-hmm. their Instagram account. Um, but their definition of purity is probably the one I repeat the most. And it says, purity is not virginity, but it's being free of guilt and shame. Mm. And men... Like, that sentence is actually the sentence that was the turning point for me Mm -hmm. that really made it sink in. I think before that point, I was just trying to correct behaviors. Mm. And I didn't realize, like, oh, you know, my issues, this is just the symptom of the problem. So the problem Mm. isn't that I'm watching porn. That's actually not the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue is that I'm carrying so much shame inside of me. Yeah. And that's triggering more porn use, you know? And so... I just love that. Like when you find yourself completely, you know, stripped from shame and full of the identity that God's given you as a daughter. Yeah. I mean, that's when purity, true purity is entered into, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so, so good. Um, so you, you mentioned already, um, a little bit about your struggles with purity. Um, I feel like a lot of girls. Well, I mentioned this right at the top, um, but a lot of girls feel like they're not that. Girls in general are not allowed to struggle with purity. I think, especially in Christian culture, um, yeah, that's kind of the feeling. Um, Michaela, do girls <laughs> do girls struggle with purity? Is that a thing? Well, this girl
1: has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think totally. I mean, it's it's something that that really added more shame mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. is just thinking, you know, okay, so I see these men's purity groups. Where, where do the women go? Yeah. Where do? Am I allowed to struggle with this? Um, I think I also kind of told myself, "Are you just like really weird? Like, are you just very ill or something?" Mm-hmm. That that this is something that you struggle with. Um, but what I've learned is that you know well statistically even women tend to struggle just as much as men Mm -hmm. with sexual sin but it just shows up different and i think Mm -hmm. it's it's more in your face for a man whereas it's a quieter struggle for a woman so um for example and i've just learned this within the past year how differently men and women struggle I just thought everybody struggled the way that I did, but, Mm -hmm. um, for, for a man, he, he can be easily triggered because they're so visual. So for them, you know, a a picture of somebody not dressed is enough. Whereas for, for most women, what they're after is like the, the romantic literature, you know, like 50 shades of gray type
0: Mm -hmm. stuff, Mm -hmm. which,
1: you know, they call mommy porn. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think for for women, sometimes y- you could say that men struggle more because they're more easily triggered. But I could also argue women struggle more because they're in the corner reading a book and mm-hmm. it doesn't—it looks harmless, right? You know? Yeah, but it's all the same fantasy, and you know. But what women are drawn to is the emotional side of it, mm. and so the visual is enough for a man for. For most men, I don't want to make blanket statements, but, um, and then for most women, it's like they're drawn to the romantic story and, oh, wow, like he met her needs like this. And, and so that's why for a lot of women, chick flicks can be triggers, even ones without sex scenes or anything, because you leave feeling like, oh, I want someone to love me like that. And then porn is this false sense of intimacy and not only that, but it's, like, you you have this intimate moment, but also there's no chance that you can be rejected because it's one-sided. Yeah. And so, in a way, like, for men, um, they usually will go to porn because they struggle with rejection. So, like, if, if a woman rejects a man, then that's usually a big trigger for him to just go ahead and go watch porn because the woman on the screen won't reject me. Right. You know? hmm So...
0: I definitely think,
1: you know, women totally struggle um, just like men. We all have sex drives. We just struggle differently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. I, uh, you know, I've been called out many times uh, when people have seen me watching. Uh, it's Shonda Rhimes. Anything by Shonda Rhimes. You know, I've uh, I've I've watched some of those shows, and I've had like I'm thinking specifically my sister. You know, my sister walks into the room. She says, "Are you watching porn?" And I'm thinking, this is not this is not labeled porn. This is on TV, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but, you know, it really, uh, that moment, that's a very specific moment for me when it was like a gut check for me where I was like, right. maybe I shouldn't be watching this, you know, yeah. um, maybe not just because it's on TV doesn't mean that it's for me just because it has a safer, um, cover, you know, like a book, um, or something like that, or, um, maybe it's a podcast or whatever it is, you know, just because it looks safer doesn't mean that it's actually something that I should be consuming. Um, so that's really cool. I'm glad that you brought that up. You know, the other thing that I have, um, I feel like I've seen a lot in, uh, just in Christian culture, um, even though, you know, we talk about at church, um, lots of pastors talk about sex and, and God's plan for sex and that kind of thing. Um, but I think a lot of those messages can often at least feel like they're, um, supposed to be for the men in the room, uh, which they're not, you know, um, but I feel like as ladies, um, there's kind of this idea that, um, we're not, supposed to, (laughs) maybe not supposed to have sex drives or something like that. Um, and I think that's a danger to us if we let that idea into our hearts, um, because, uh, God made us all human beings, um, to be sexual beings. Um, he said, you know, go forth and multiply. And that was for all the people, including women. Right. Um, and so I think, um, if we ignore that, if we put that part of ourselves aside and we push it away and we say, well, that's not supposed to be for me. Well, you're suppressing something um, that's just going to bubble up under the surface. You know Um, we've got to acknowledge that part of ourselves and actually hand it over to God. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that because I mean, there there's two extremes and I think both are equally sad. So you have um, maybe the, the promiscuous Christian girl who is running around just sleeping with people, trying to get their needs met and not managing their sexuality well. Mm-hmm. And then you have the legalistic Christian girl or religious minded, whatever you want to call it, who gets married and doesn't enjoy sex with her spouse because she thinks it's bad. Because mm, she yeah. suppressed that part of herself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's great what you're saying because we we have to learn how to balance that as women.
0: Well, that was a fantastic conversation with Michaela. And I'm just so glad that she got to come on and share that. And uh, this is now a two part episode because there was just so much content going into that. Um, So y'all come back next week for the rest of that conversation. But Michaela, since we have you here, um, we have a tradition on this podcast of doing what we call a something fun. And something fun is just something that we can all celebrate together. And just a reminder that if you have a something fun that you want us to talk about, to share and to celebrate with you on this podcast, uh, then you can share it with us on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, slide into my DMs, however you can get that to us. Uh, We'll take it and we'll share it on this podcast and we'll share it with everyone listening and we'll celebrate together. But uh, today, Michaela is sharing her something fun. So uh, Michaela, what can we celebrate with you right now?
1: Okay, so it's Friday, which means I have a date tonight. So I'm Whoa! really excited about that. I know. Super That's excited. So good. Lauren, Lauren started this thing called Fried Dates. Fried You dates. know? <laughs> Get it? Yeah. So I don't know where we're going. Uh huh. But hopefully, you know, as we have both expressed, hot chicken is oh. the way to our hearts. So hopefully, yeah. I'll be having some hot chicken tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. That. I'm celebrating with you right now and celebrating over hot chicken. I love it. Actually, Fridays are, yes, we're recording today on a Friday. um, So just a few days before this episode comes out. And uh, Fridays, this is a really silly thing for me to share, Michaela. Um, Fridays are my cheat. So I actually, I eat pretty healthy. I actually have started over the past few weeks doing some strength training, which doesn't mean much because I am not very strong, like at all. Um, But my dad is, he's a, I don't know how you say, like he's a gym guy. And so he's been, he's kind of been my personal trainer, um, which has been really fun. But I feel like I also love, I'm, I'm bringing this all together in a second, but I love the rock. Okay, I don't I don't know if that's a weird thing, but I love I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's so cool to me. And I follow him on Instagram and he always posts his like cheat meals. And I'm I'm just like obsessed because he like eats like piles of food, like just plates and plates of food. And I think it's awesome. And so on Fridays, anyway, he can do that because he's like huge. Right. Um, But on Fridays, I just kind of (laughs) pretend like like I'm the (laughs) rock. Like, well, that's what I'm doing tonight, so
1: I'm gonna steal
0: that. <laughs> like, I don't actually eat that much food, but if I could, I, I totally would. And uh, yeah, I just cheap meals on Fridays. Anyway, so I'm glad it's Friday. Friday. I hope you get to eat lots and lots of hot chicken. Um, well, that was today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And right now we are going to announce the winners of our church girl gang pin giveaway. So if you're listening right now, our winners for this pin is Mary, Jackie, Madison, and Bethany, I'm going to slide into your DMs. I am going to uh, get your address and uh, make sure that you get one of these church girl gang pins. These are so cool. Uh, we actually give these to all of our guests. So actually, Michaela, you're going to get one, one of these Yay! too. But well, this is so fun. Um, but just a little little exclusive pin and a way to say thanks uh, for listening to all of you who joined in on our little giveaway. So that's really exciting. Um, Well, just a reminder before we go, um, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or uh, you are listening to the audio version on whatever podcasting platform you're on. Um, Be sure to subscribe, be sure to um, smash the like button, (laughs) as they say, um, or uh, leave us a five-star review. And the reason this is important is not uh, just because we wanna boost likes and reviews and subscribes and all of those things. because that actually helps us get Church Girl Gang out to more girls. And so they're going to hear important conversations just like this that we had today. Um, so be sure to uh, subscribe to what's going on here at Church Girl Gang. And uh, you can find me on any social media platform at Kenzie Crease, and I would love to connect with you or connect with you on our Church Girl Gang uh, social media pages as well. But that'll all be linked down below. With that being said, have a fantastic week, Church Girl. We'll talk to you soon.